Hey family, welcome to the Recalibrate podcast. It's your host Esther Glory and this is a new episode. Hi guys, welcome to episode seven and this episode is all things community. We are going to talk about the role that community plays in living out, finding and maintaining your identity and your purpose in God and why that is so important on this journey that we are on. And we're going to dive right into the episode with the random musing of my heart for today. The random musing of my heart is based around um, the scripture, Matthew 5 verse 16, which speaks about us showing our excellence and letting our light shine so that people may see what we are doing and glorify our father in heaven. And so I really wanted to share that with you today. I've been thinking about it all week, but the fact that the life that we lead is a message, the life that we lead is a context, the life that we lead can be definition and even a light for people who are looking at our lives and looking for um, the master, looking for the father. And once we, we once we're able to share that light and spread that light, then we can make sure that our father in heaven is being glorified and is being seen through the life that we lead. And so I just wanted to use that to encourage you. 2020 has been a year full of regret and disappointment for some of us, not for all of us, but for some of us, it has been a year full of regret, grief, loss, and disappointment. But don't lose the courage to plan again. Don't lose the courage to make room again. Don't lose the courage to seek God for his will and for his purpose for the year 2021 again. And please don't also lose the value in the last few days that we've got left of this year. God has been blowing my mind with some of the things that he's been able to do in the last few days of this year. And please keep your faith stirred to see what God can do with little time. But apart from that, don't lose courage to plan for 2021 because the world is waiting to see your light. There are people who are craving God. They just don't know him yet, but they will come to his knowledge because of your light that you let shine. So, yeah, that's the random musing of my heart for this week's episode. Let's dive right into it. So we're talking today about community. I'm going to give you, as usual, some principles and some pressure points that I feel that we should pay attention to in this time. But the role of community and making sense of community and making a case even for community is one of the things that we're going to do today as we journey through this episode. So what's the first thing we're going to talk about? We're going to talk about what community is. What is community? Community is a social unit with commonality such as norms, religion, values, customs or identity. Communities may share a sense of place situated in a given geographical area or in virtual space through communication platforms. So community is to do with a group of people. And even some definitions speak about it like this. They say community is the condition of sharing or having certain attitudes and interests in common. Now, these are all such really interesting definitions of the word community. But I do believe that community are full of communication. They are full of they share the same ideas or values or beliefs or customs or core. Um, But community are a group of similar or like minded people that have one or a few characteristics in common. 
And one of the reasons why I believe community is so important is the fact that community is the is the place where we are situated, where we find ourselves. Our community has so many layers and or levels. So, for example, our community, our first ever community for most of us is our family unit, our father, our mother, our siblings, um, extended family members, aunties, uncles, cousins. There are so many layers to the family community before we even stretch out to think about leaders, coaches, coaches, mentors, before we begin to speak about peers and friends, before we begin to even speak about mentees and people that look up to us. But our community has so many layers, so many realms, so many levels and can be and are made over time. And that's something that I really want to speak to first. I, I do think that sometimes when we speak about community in, in conversation, I know sometimes we all run out and we're kind of like, yeah, then I need to make more friends. Um, I need to dig deeper in the relationships that I currently have. But something that we must always remember is that community is built over time. I was all, I'm always in a conversation, but I was in a conversation and I remember highlighting to somebody that one thing that I look for in community is is longevity, um, not just in time, but longevity also in how far we're willing to go for each other. So longevity, loyalty. And what, that's one thing I look out for in my personal relationships with people. I look about what I look at what they say. I look at uh, what they do. I, I look at how often they fulfill promises. I look at their patterns. I look at how many arguments we've had to have, how many conflicts we've had to have. And all of those things play a part in where I place people in my life and the community that I build. So one thing that I do want to say is that longevity matters, but looking at your history with that person can and sometimes will aid you in knowing whether you should continue on with this person. Now, am I saying that there's not grace for change, that people don't change and or grow? No, not the truth at all. But one thing I do believe is that in community, you have history with people that allows you to foresee or forecast the future concerning that relationship, that friendship and or that person. So sometimes please do look at your history with them and help and allow that to act as wisdom for you to navigate your future with that person also. Don't just keep ignoring things that are really bugging you or irritating you or things that you've observed that you aren't comfortable with without addressing them and allowing them to to um allowing them to sustain or create an environment for that relationship or friendship to thrive in the environment of your own life. So the first principle I would say is use wisdom to navigate your relationships. Use wisdom to navigate your relationships. One thing that we can be fond of is to allow ourselves to follow our hearts more than we follow our head and even our discernment. Don't ignore red flags. Because just as much as they were red flags in the beginning, they will be red flags at the end of this thing. So please make sure that you are alerting yourself to red flags, to green flags in relationships that allow you to build a sustainable relationship with the people that you're going into community with or you would like to do life with. 
One thing that also wisdom can teach us is the realm of intimacy to share with a particular person, not because they may be a bad person, but just because that may be the level and depth and or of friendship and relationship that God requires for you to have with them that is most sustainable for the both of you. I don't believe that you can be best of friends and closest friends with each and every single person in your life because for you to say yes to one person you have to be saying no to something or someone else. You d- I don't know anyone that has enough time to be close friends with each and every single person that is in their community and in their life. Just show up as the best version of yourself to that person and for that person and that will begin to culminate an amazing level and depth of community for you and everyone else around you but navigate community by wisdom navigate it by by faith navigate it by the discernment of God a lot of us don't don't consult God when it comes to building community and that is something that kind of puts us in the trenches when it comes to emotional regulation, when it comes to um, understanding ourselves as part of a community, even when it comes to assessing ourselves as part of a community, which is something we'll talk about later on. But to, to be a good part of any community, whether yours or somebody else's, space and or world, you have to make sure that you are navigating it by wisdom. Choose wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing. For you to be able to use wisdom, you must seek out knowledge, whether it be knowledge about yourself, self-awareness, whether it be uh, introspection about a particular event, a situation or yourself. Or it could be looking to the other person to learn more about the person, to be more aware of your community, their needs, their expectation and their wants, to seek God for his will and his purpose concerning the relationship and his wisdom concerning what he would like you to do and where he would like you to go. But then also to be sensitive to the world, to the other person's world also. So for example, if you are introduced to a friend of your friend, looking at the characteristics that make that them that person up or even the, what they believe their core values and looking at whether that is something you would like to partner yourself with can influence your decision making concerning your friendship with that person and the realms of intimacy that you should keep now does that mean that's the only way that you discern whether they should be your close friend or not Not at all, because that can educate you wrong or it can give you the incomplete education concerning that person and their core values by having one anomaly friend that you have you have come into contact with. And so making sure that you are building your education and your uh, your reasoning for how you build your community or how you place people in your community has to be from God has to be with an awareness of yourself, an awareness of that person and an awareness of their world as well, not just yours. So yeah, the first thing would be seek wisdom to navigate your relationship with everyone that is in your community. The second thing that I would say would be not only to use wisdom, but to go into it, realizing that you are walking into another story. 
you are walking into another story, something we can be so guilty of, something I'm even guilty of, is when you walk into somebody's story and you automatically assume position based on the fact that you guys have common interests, common values. Sometimes, I don't know if this has happened to you as well, but sometimes like I'll be talking to someone, I'll be like, where have you been all my life? I feel like I've known you my whole life. And it's not the truth as in time, but it's the fact that we are so alike that I feel like this is my kindred spirit. This is somebody that I can be in a relationship with that has the same core values as me, beliefs as me, and even can sometimes understand my banter or my humor. Those are all things we value in community. But I think that we should make make sure that we are using wisdom to navigate and not just walking into their story, believing that because we may feel like we've known each other all our lives, then that is the truth. There were people who were in this person's life before you came into their story. And so we must always walk in there with a level of grace and understanding and truth to know that this is a story that was here maybe 18, 20, 30 years before I walked into the story. So when I walk into the story, I must have understanding for what was before me. I, have, I must have understanding for the intricacies that built this present moment that I am standing in with this person. And also how that past and how that present will build a foundation to support a future that I may be may or may not be a part of with this person in my community. One thing we must always remember is that we are walking into another person's story. Positive experiences, positive lessons, positive reinforcements, but also negative lessons, negative experiences and negative reinforcements. And we also have to be willing to understand that this is their story. So if they are willing to do the work of self-awareness, to do the work of growth and development, then we must be there to support them. But also if they are ignorant of and or don't choose to go on that path or journey of growth, knowing how to exit that exit left if that's a non-negotiable for you, but also to be around and be in their story without trying to change them if that is not the choice that they make. Sometimes people grow apart in relationships. The relationship doesn't just go sour. Sometimes people actually grow apart because they fail to realize that they're growing in they're going into somebody's story and they may be growing in a different direction based on where their root is. If your root was never in the same place, if your core values, your beliefs and your understandings were never in the same place, how do you expect them to grow in the same direction? Because the sun will be different for everybody and the plant will lean towards the root or its source, which may be different from yours. So always making sure that you understand that I am walking into a story. I do not assume the closest person to them just because we're close today. You walk into the story understanding that there was something before me. There is something that has led to now and there is something that will build for the future but you have to be willing to be a learner. I'll say that again. You have to be willing to be a learner. Community thrives where people are always communicating and communicating in conversation, communicating through prayer, communicating with one another to set expectations and needs and history and even forecasting the future. 
One thing that we must always do in our community is have a holistic understanding of who this person is, not just to us, but even through God's eyes. We are able to maintain, to find and to develop identity and purpose in God when we have a community that can remind us of it, even when we're unaware of it. So make sure that the first thing you are seeking wisdom, the second thing that you are realizing you are walking into an entire story and finding your footing and your placing there so that you can help this person to find identity and purpose. But you can also do that with their help as well. Serve and be served in your community. So I'm just going to jump in here with the with the random fun fact for this episode. And the random fun fact about this episode is to do with connectivity. So um, continuity, tap on my back, please. (laughs) But yes, the fun fact for this week is that the name Bluetooth was actually derived from a Danish Viking king's name. And I'm going to read you this fun fact real quick. We see the name and iconic Bluetooth logo on virtually every device that we own, headphones, speakers, even toothbrushes. And as it turns out, Bluetooth is named after a 10th century Scandinavian king, Harald Blattand Gormson, who was a Viking king that ruled Denmark and Norway from the year 958 until 985. There are many accomplishments accredited to him, but greatest of all is that he united Denmark and Norway under his rule. Gormson was also known for his dead tooth, which had a very dark blue-gray shade. It was so prominent that his nickname was Blattand, which literally translates from Danish to Bluetooth. Fast forward to 1996, when the tech was being discussed, an Intel representative, Jim Kardash, suggested the name and his reasoning was that, like the king who united Scandinavia, Bluetooth intended to unite the PC and cellular industries. Now that's a fun fact. That's a fun fact, and I love it. Bluetooth was named after a Danish king, y'all. It was named after a Danish king. (laughs) Now, let's jump back into community. Now, one thing that we also need to deal with in community is our communication. It is our communication. Now, one of the most important principles of communication in a healthy, thriving community is vulnerability, safe spaces openness, honesty. You're lying to your community if you are yet to be vulnerable with them to any degree. I'm, I am guilty of this. When people ask you, how are you? My default answer is I'm fine. Whether I'm not, whether I am, whether the day has been horrible, great, good, bad, my answer is always, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm okay. I'm good, thanks. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. How are you? Always my default answer to the question. Because there are so many other better questions that could be asked. But sometimes we also need to go first, to be vulnerable, to share our heart. And that allows, that creates a safe space where other people can say, wow, this person was so vulnerable. Oh, like one time I, I was in a conversation and someone asked me, oh, hey, how are you? And I was like, oh, hey, I'm good, thanks. I haven't had an, a great day. It's not been exceptional. Um, it's kind of been very blue, very gloomy. Um, but I feel like I'm, I've had a pick me up this evening by having a really good meeting that went well. How are you? And the person was like, you know, I had prepared my answer to say I'm good, but I'm actually going to think about how I'm doing. Um, 
and like answer you properly and then they were like yeah actually pretty much my day's kind of been slow it took a while to start but I feel a lot better in the last couple of hours because I've knocked some things off of my to-do list and that was a moment of vulnerability that opened the door for us to be able to talk about other things or even parts of our day that we weren't as happy with or parts of our day that we were happy with but would never have been opened if I chose to use the generic answer of I'm good. Now, vulnerability can start there, but it can grow to so much deeper depths where you can share your deepest and your darkest with some people in your community who have proven themselves and who are safe spaces to you um, without having to pull up a mask or create this new persona just to feel accepted by that person. There are realms of intimacy that you can have with people, but you must be willing to be vulnerable with some people in your community in order to make the most out of it and in order for you to find, to develop and to maintain your identity and your purpose in God. So those are my three principles for navigating community and the role that they can play in your identity journey and purpose journey. Now, what is the conclusion for this week? I really want us to begin to think more, even as we're at the end of the year, on our assessment of ourselves. How have we shown up this year in our community? And I know this can be a hard question to ask because this year has been hard. Bro, sis, leader, whatever you are, I am telling you, I agree with you. This year hasn't been the easiest to face how we are showing up in our communities because we feel like we should be given grace. People should understand if I can't hit back your text, if I can't call you back, if I don't want to really pick up this FaceTime and talk for two hours this evening. But yes, we need grace. And yes, we must be easy and be kind to one another and to ourselves. But also realizing that how you've shown up this year in your community has impacted how you have shown up to another person. So for example, that text that you may not have hit back may have been what someone needed as a pick me up for their day. The same way if somebody if you text somebody and reached out for help and they didn't respond to you, it impacts you. It's the same way you impact other people. Don't underestimate the impact that your words and that your person and that your being can have on other people. Now this is why in a couple of in a few in a previous episode that I mentioned about rest it is so important to get rest and to recharge so that you can be there but not at the expense of your community who have welcomed you in to their space so make sure that you are assessing yourself how have I shown up this year and how have I been shown up for this year both those things matter it's not just about you pouring out and serving your community, but how, how, how well have you been served by your community also? That's something that we need to pay attention to. So you may be thinking, what's the Recalibrate Challenge for this week? The Recalibrate Challenge for this week is to sign up to the Recalibrate 2021 Masterclass. So I'm not giving you a long arduous task this week. I know I've been giving you tasks that require you to think and to engage and to take time out to um, to do or to complete. But this week is literally just to go to recalibrateuk.com and to sign up for the Recalibrate Masterclass 2021, which is taking place in January 2021. 
And all we're going to be doing is effective planning for the year. I know some of us have been discouraged to plan because so many things in 2020 were out of our control. But in 2021, we're going at it with all that we've got. And so we are going to um, have two days and it's going to be um, four sessions and they are going to be teaching effective um, planning for 2021. And it's also going to be learning about prophetic administration, prayer plans, Bible study plans for the year. I'm going to give you strategy worksheets. We're going to do a yearly review of 2020 of 2020. We're going to do yearly forecasting for 2021. And you're going to leave with so much um, knowledge with some worksheets and some online resources that can really help you to navigate 2021 in such a profound way. So yes, what are my call to actions for this week? Recalibrate challenge of this week is to go to recalibrateuk.com and sign up for the Recalibrate Masterclass 2021. And also, I want you to continue to subscribe, to share, to rate and to review the podcast um, with as many people as possible. Don't forget to email us at recalibrateuk at gmail.com to be part of our community and all that we're doing. Don't forget to follow on Instagram at glorio underscore and at the Recalibrate podcast. Some of you have asked um, if you can donate. The PayPal link for donations to the Recalibrate podcast will be in the details of this podcast episode. I'm so grateful that you all have listened to this part of the podcast. You guys have been journeying with me throughout this season, and I'm so grateful. Thank you for all of the listens. We now have an international community as well with people listening in from over six countries around the world. So I just want to say welcome to the party and welcome to the Recalibrate community. I'm so thankful for each and every single one of you. I love you and I appreciate you. See you next week, guys. Bye.